Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The one-year anniversary of Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act is tomorrow. In Politico's, Kelsey Tamburino and I traveled earlier this month across the nation to examine how the law is playing out in local communities. What we found is the climate law set off a major wave of energy projects in GOP districts, but then a backlash also followed. So today, Kelsey and I chat about where we went and analyzed the IRA one year later. It's Tuesday, August 15th. Kelsey, so we traveled across the country earlier this month, and you went to Michigan as part of this reporting. So tell us about what you found there. Yeah, so Michigan is really interesting in this conversation. On Capitol Hill, we often hear concerns from Republicans on the role of China in the clean energy supply chain and how the IRA and the incentives in there are increasing dependence on China. And so I really wanted to take a look at that a little further. In Michigan, there is a $2.36 billion battery component manufacturing facility coming to Green Charter Township, which is just on the outskirts of Big Rapids, Michigan, about an hour from Grand Rapids, Michigan. That project is drawing a lot of concerns from community members over the role of China and the company, the, the plant sponsor, Goshen, its links to China. Goshen Inc., which is purchased the land in this community for this facility, it is a subsidiary of Goshen High Tech, which is an international company founded in China. Goshen Inc. itself is a U.S.-based company. There's a lot of concerns from community members that I spoke to and some elected officials, lawmakers on the Hill, pointing to documents for Goshen High Tech, and that includes language to carry out Communist Party activities. And that's something that has really activated a lot of the community, and they oppose this project. Goshen North America will say that that's just fear-mongering. There's no role of the Chinese Communist Party in their company, and that's not something that they is in their own articles of incorporation, but the mere link there has drawn a lot of opposition. There's also folks in the community who do support the project, see the need for jobs. And I should note that the concerns for this project aren't always specifically China. There's also environmental concerns that they see from battery materials, potential pollution, and just the transparency of actually bringing this facility to Michigan. But just the broader concern about China is really activating folks. They've launched a recall effort for their supervisor in the township, as well as other officials. And it's just really an interesting element of this as we see more projects coming to the United States that are linked to China. I will note that we are we had data in our story that showed that only six announced facilities so far have direct links to China, but we could see more of that grow. And Michigan, in that sense, has been really interesting to kind of see where the direct opposition we're seeing from folks on these projects. And Josh, I know you went to Oklahoma and saw kind of a different reaction from folks on these manufacturing facilities. What did you find? Yeah, so Oklahoma really stood out from the get-go because of the governor to me. So the governor, he's a Republican named Kevin Stitt. You know, I sat down with him in the state capitol, and he's very embracing of kind of the clean energy manufacturing boom that's been happening. And very upfront that not only is the IRA playing a big role, and he's vowing to basically protect IRA incentives as Republicans in Congress are wrong to try to repeal them. But he's also offering his own very aggressive state level incentives that he's able to get through the legislature to attract these projects. And as he puts it, I mean, we 
basically just don't want to be left behind. We want those jobs. So he's very direct in that way. And I decided to focus on what's actually going to be the largest economic investment by a private company in the state's history. It's a company called Enel. That's an Italian company. And they are building a more than $1 billion solar cell and panel manufacturing facility about a half hour east of Tulsa. And this is in a very small town. It's going to be at a port. It's called the Port of Enola. Town has about 1,500 people. And this is just totally new activity for a town like this. Very rural. There was only one restaurant around the area that I was able to find. And I actually went to that diner. And this was pretty interesting. I don't know. I was getting a lot of attention. The owner of that diner, you know, had when I first started talking to him, says he's a supporter of President Trump. But, you know, he loves this project. It's going to bring him all these jobs to his diner. And then I tell him about the link to the Inflation Reduction Act and how this company, NL, which I spoke to, for this story, they're very upfront that they wouldn't have been able to make this investment without IRA. I told this this diner owner that, and he instantly said he then opposes the project based on that. He doesn't believe in giving federal subsidies to private companies. That was pretty eye-opening. But the big theme here, really, to me, other than than that kind of reaction, which I do think was somewhat reflective of our national politics. But the big theme to me was both the governor level and then at the even more local level. So when you go to this, I went to this county, spoke with a county commissioner who's a Republican. This project is happening in what's called Rogers County. You speak with really local officials and they say that they're federal representatives. And Oklahoma has some folks in Congress who've been pretty active in the repeal IRA effort, including Kevin Hearn, who chairs the Republican Study Committee. He represents not the district where the project is, but kind of this larger Tulsa area that's right next door to the NL project. His uh, committee has put out a proposal to repeal the IRA in its entirety. But at the local level, there's a disconnect. They say, you've got to weigh your belief system versus what's happening in the community, as one of the commissioners told me. And these investments are crucial to a rural community and its survival. And this is something <laughs> you know, we haven't experienced before. So that really stood out to me. And the last place, Kelsey, we traveled to actually together was upstate New York. We did this at the end of our trip. So what would you say we found there? What was kind of the top line? Yeah. So we went to the Hudson Valley, and I think this is interesting. Just one of the arguments the Biden administration will make about the IRA and its incentives is kind of the economic revitalization potential here for communities that are may have had facilities that have shuttered down. And we kind of went to look at that a little further in this area of upstate New York, as you noted. It's the, the home of the, a former IBM facility, a factory. There's a company, Canadian company, looking to make batteries. They're planning to kind of repurpose that former IBM facility for that. We wanted to look at kind of the potential to revitalize this community that had been dependent on a, a different technology and what the future holds. And IBM at one point supplied, I think it was 7,000 jobs for that community, right? And so it was really interesting to hear from folks who are looking at this bit with a skeptical eye, but with the hope that this can really revitalize this community and bring back, you know, what was once a very significant and a big contributor to the community in the IBM factory. But there's also some interesting politics playing out there. And I know, Josh, you spoke to two congressmen who are really play an interesting role in, the, in this specific facility. I wonder if you talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's definitely kind of different than what I saw in Oklahoma. This district that we highlighted where this Zinc 8 project is happening is very much a swing district. It's represented by a Republican named Mark Molinaro, and he is a freshman. This is a Biden-held district, and I spoke with him for our story, and he was very acknowledging that IRA was, as he put it, an exceptionally important tool in drawing Zinc 8. He actually wanted to take some credit 
himself as far as being someone who's very in tune with the environment and understands all the problems of environmental degradation that have happened in the Hudson Valley and kind of embracing the need to look for a more sustainable industry going forward. He says he's always been about that. And what's interesting is that a Democrat who represents the neighboring district, his name is Pat Ryan, he actually was the county executive for this area called Ulster County, kind of in the lead up to the IRA and when there was really an effort to bring new industry to this former IBM facility. They actually ran against each other at one point in a special election. And Ryan was critical of Molinaro, even though Molinaro is now saying that IRA is an important tool. He's saying, look, I mean, you voted for well-documented at this point. I mean, House Republicans did put forward a vote as part of a larger kind of messaging bill to repeal some of the key IRA incentives. And Molinaro voted along with that. So Ryan was saying, look, I mean, I get your predicament, but you need to be up there and actually standing up for this policy and and not saying positive things after the fact. So that was really interesting to see. And I think, you know, going forward, it'll be interesting to see how Molinaro, as he, he's one of the top targets of, of Democrats here in 2024, how he tries to defend himself. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron knows developing and deploying carbon capture and storage is a critical step in helping make progress towards global net zero which is why we're targeting 25 million tons of CO2 per year in storage and offsets by the end of the decade. That's energy in progress. Visit chevron.com slash carbon capture.